Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Now, there's been a lot of discussion recently about the state of our capital city, not just what to do about it, but how it got into the state it is in the first place. In last week's Irish Times, Michael McDool laid the blame at the feet of Dublin City Council for its inaction. In response, the Green MEP and former Dublin City Councillor Kieran Cuff argues it's more down to local authorities having powers stripped away. And Kieran joins us now. Afternoon, Kieran. Sean, how are you? Not too bad. Now you're making the comparison between uh, between our uh, towns and cities and uh, ones in Europe. Uh, your average mayor, say, or, or a local authority in Europe, what kind of powers would they have? Well. Generally, in most of Europe, uh, the mayor and the council have both the money and the powers that we have given to central government. So they have responsibilities over health, over housing, over education, over planning, over transport. And to be honest, when it comes to Dublin, we have a modicum of control over transport. But actually, there's dozens and dozens of quangos uh, that also have uh, a foot into that discussion. So really, it, it grinds things to a halt. When we want to make something happen, we have to consult with so many different organisations. We have to get the money from central government and the years drag on. Yeah. Uh, the, the, though, then again, at the same time, like, I mean, and I think it's undeniable, there had been a process over many decades where uh, local authorities in Ireland were given less and less power. Um, at the same time, there's always a worry about lo- about politics at a local level that it's you know Mickey do- doing an, uh, uh, doing a favour for Jack kind of thing rather than uh, necessarily looking after yeah. looking after his pals. No, and look, I think this goes back to actually the 1920s uh, in Cork City, and of course I would blame uh, Cork uh, coming from Dublin, uh, but there was real concerns about corruption in local government back then, and they brought in, I think it was the 1932 Local Government Act, and that was updated in the 1950s. But essentially, so many powers were stripped out of local government because the fear that uh, local government would get it wrong or, or do it inappropriately. As it happened, it was central government that made a bag of things uh, 15 years ago uh, when when the economy went wallop. Uh, and actually, I'm a big fan of giving local government powers, uh, absolutely keeping an eye on what they're doing with those powers. But if we don't give them the money, if we don't give them the powers, uh, how can we expect them to do anything right? Yeah. No, at the same time, Dublin City Council have had powers. Uh, and Michael McDougall's argument was that uh, uh, they haven't used uh, enough of the powers that they do have. Uh, and, uh, you know, they were perhaps more concerned with the, the usage of spaces rather than the buildings all around those spaces. Yeah, I, and I, I think there's a certain um, reasonableness to what he said there uh, for Michael McDool. Um We have had some powers with the Derelict Sites Act and the, the, the Vacant Structures Act. So we've had some powers, but Actually, they're not as strong as they would be in other countries. And I think you and I, we walk around the streets of Dublin, we see an empty building and we say, why has that been empty for five or ten years? And I would argue that it's because, yes, we have some powers, but we don't have enough in the city. Uh, And I think we should reinforce those structures and powers rather than set up another quango, another quasi-autonomous non-governmental agency, because God knows we have enough of them. Yeah, and actually, Michael McDougall wants something, well, he says a 21st century reincarnation of the White Streets Commission. 
I, I kind of like what he says there. And really, I think what he's hinting at is more control over planning, over the public realm, over what things look like. And we don't have as much power as I think we should have there. An awful lot of the power has been given to on board Planola. And uh, obviously, there's been various rows as to what Board Planola is doing with itself. So I kind of like the idea of local government having power. And the point I was making in my letter over the weekend to one of the papers was, when we look at, let's say, Barcelona and the 1992 Olympics, that wouldn't have happened without um, uh, Pascal Maragall, who was this incredible figure who came out of Spain after Franco and who rebuilt the city of Barcelona and made it into an amazing venue for the Olympics. But I mean, even even more recently, if you look at Paris, there's a mayor there, Anne Hidalgo, and she's everywhere. She's all over the city. She's uh, planting trees and green space. She's making it easier to get around by bicycle or on foot. She's she's putting some manners on e-scooters, uh, which I like, but abs- there needs to be rules around them. Uh, but she has the powers. And I spend a lot of my time in in Brussels where... I know the name of the mayor, Philippe Close, and he does things I like, he does things I don't like. But honestly, in Dublin, there's a revolving door. Every year we have a new mayor in Dublin City, but not just in Dublin City, in Fingal, in South Dublin, in Dunleary, Ratdown. And in the, in, over the course of five years, you have 20 different mayors. And you remember that old line from Henry Kissinger, who do I talk to when I talk to Europe? You could say exactly the same about Dublin. Who do you talk to? Yeah. Now, at the same time, I mean, people were given uh, around the country were given the chance to have a directly elected mayor and they said no. Except in Limerick. And I think the debate didn't even get started in Cork and I think Waterford uh, and and Galway. Um, And thankfully down in Limerick, John Moran, you may remember he was the rather flamboyant Secretary General of the Department of Finance. And he made a compelling public case for the need to have a mayor with clout. And um, I think he was very good at, and articulate at that. And he, of course, had lived in France for many years. And every village in France has a mayor. You know who's in charge, whether it be a city, a village, or a town uh, in France. And, you know, I, I've no idea who, who calls the shots in Ballina or Athlone or Galway. Uh, and, but you can be damn sure whoever is calling the shots now, in a year's time, it'll be somebody else, or it'll be some body behind the scenes that is making the real decisions. Mm. Isn't and then there's another aspect to it, just okay. briefly. We have this division of power between the councillors and then the permanent government of the public service. So you have uh, what we used to call the county manager or city manager. They're now called the chief executive. But there is this kind of allocation of functions to the chief executive and to the mayor and the council. And chances are, if it's an important decision, it's the public servant who makes the call, not the politician. And the one thing I would say, if you put politicians in charge, at least every five years, you can kick them out if you don't like what they're doing. But you don't get that opportunity with public servants. Yeah. Underneath all this, though... Does it speak to perhaps a central problem with our political culture, with the relationship between the public and politicians, uh, in that nobody trusts anybody else? I think it does. And I think we have 
a, a, an assembly at national level with people who are making laws, but they give a huge amount of their time to sorting out constituency-based issues for the people that they represent. And I would be much more comfortable if our national politicians spent a lot of time on making laws rather than looking after people, making sure there was a new bin put on the street, making sure that uh, a medical card appeal was dealt with, uh, writing a letter on behalf of constituents. So I, I think it both devalues national government to make our TDs responsible at a micro level for, for local issues, and it devalues local government in not giving them the, the powers and functions in the first place. Yeah. Uh, well, to respond to uh, one of your earlier points, Kieran, someone's texting in to say, not saying it would fix Dublin, but there is an interesting podcast on Newstalk about what would happen if a 100 megaton bomb was dropped on the GPO. Lots of love from Cork. Karen, thanks a million for uh, talking to us today. Uh, was well, I, I send all my love to Cork. There's, <laughs> yes. there's some Lo- great people up there. If only, if only they could measure up to some of the great things we're trying to do in Dublin. Oh, love not bombs. Kieran, thanks a million. That's Kieran Cuff there, the Green MEP. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. with Anna Glaze on News Talk.